Hi, welcome to Anton Knows. This is episode 96. Today we're going to talk about something current. We're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania. Uh, definitely watch the other Ant-Man movies before you watch this. And if you want to know more about this podcast, go and please give a comment, but be respectful on Facebook. Share it with your friends. It's always fun. I suggest before you even go see Ant-Man and Watch Quantumania, definitely see the previous Ant-Man movies. So here's a brief history. The first Ant-Man movie is an origin story. We find out how he gets the powers, how he gets the suit, and what does he do. In the second movie, it's more of a relationship movie between him and the Wasp, who becomes his girlfriend, and how do they fight bad guys, and what happens to them before the big snap that Thanos used to just make every part of, of different parts of humanity disappear. And what happened to him, and how he comes back, and how they use time travel to eventually defeat Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. So in this story, we talk about what happened to them and what happened to the original Wasp, okay? And the original Wasp and Ant-Man are played by two big famous stars, uh, and they are uh, really, really uh, famous for that. And, uh, and everybody, when they were doing a scene in Endgame, was all wanted to meet Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. So they were the original Ant-Man and Wasp, and she got lost in the quantum realm. What's the quantum realm? The quantum realm is a universe within universes. It's teeny tiny, you know, in a microverse. And in this microverse, everything's uh, kind of... There are people there and creatures there and different kinds of creatures that are, are built there. When she was in there, she, had, she was more or less a rebel fighter or a terrorist, as she says. So, Paul Rudd's daughter, uh, from the current Ant-Man, he, uh, Scott Lang, she is basically using her abilities to um, uh, be an Avenger and help out people who are homeless, who uh, lost their homes because of the snap and all this other stuff. She shrinks a police car. She ends up in jail. So, Paul Rudd gets her out of jail, and now... So he says, Dad, why aren't you doing anything? And basically, he's just living off of his fame as an Avenger, getting free coffee. He writes a tell-all book. And all the kids love him because they dress up like Ant-Man. You know, size doesn't matter, that kind of thing. Boy, when she receives, the daughter receives a, a message from the quantum realm, automatically the... Older Wasp says, you got to turn that signal off. you got to turn it off, like, today, right now. But they all get sucked into the quantum realm and all get separated. She eventually tells everybody that I ran into this scientist, and they never say the villain by name until finally they do. But if you're a Marvel fan, you know exactly who I'm talking about. So he, he says, oh, uh... I ran into this fella. He said he was a scientist. He said he was uh, wounded and that he got lost and now he ended up here too. So she helps him restart his power source to his time machine and she says, I can, I can bring you back. I promise you, you'll meet your daughter again. It'll be like you never left.
But when she touches the power source after she finally gets it on, all chaos consumes. She finds out who he really is and that he is Kang, the Conqueror. What I really love about this is that they make him in the design look exactly the way Jack Kirby drew him. The purple helmet, the cape. I bet you this year at Comic-Con, dozens of people dress up like him. And the actor they picked. He is perfect. Absolutely perfect as Kang. He has all the best lines. Jonathan Majors. He's also in the new uh, uh, Creed movie, Creed 3. That Michael B. Jordan, he's also a Marvel character because we remember him from Black Panther as Killmonger. So the two villains are going to fight in that movie because he's uh, a guy who's been sitting in jail. And he said, you took my whole life. Now I'm going to get everything from you. So back to the quantum realm. So Kang, uh, she, get, she tricks him, but he gets his armor back and she more or less takes the power source and shrinks it down and turns it into a giant hole in the middle of the quantum realm. So while everybody's wandering around, they run into some rebels, they run into some people who are fighting to try to keep the quantum realm free, and uh, she eventually reveals to the rest of her family, well, this is what happened to me and what uh, what's going on. All of a sudden, they also run into Bill Murray, who plays a lord, and he's going to turn them all over to Kang. And she said, why are you doing this? We were friends. After all we've been through, and he's like, he's very convincing. So they uh, escape, and but Ant-Man and his daughter are not so lucky. They get captured by Kang. Kang says, you're Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? So what does that exactly mean? It means that he is a multidimensional being. Beings of him exist all over the multiverse, as we explored in Doctor Strange. And what does he want? He wants not just to conquer the multiverse, but he wants to conquer everything. So he has conquered the Avengers many times. He's killed them Many, many times. He even says to Ant-Man, have I killed you before? Now, what's really bad about our buddy Kang, what I like about this character is they let him be a bad guy. Not every bad guy has to have, oh, mom didn't hold me when I was little, and this is the reason why I'm bad. No! Sometimes bad guys just have ambition, and they're just bad. They're evil because they're evil because they figure, well, I could rule the universe. I want to do that. You know, why not? I'm I'm the one who's super okay. Of course they're not. They're, they wanted to conquer everybody. That's not good. So he threatens Ant-Man. He says, I'll do this to you. If you don't get me my power source back, I will kill her, leave it on loop, and let you watch a thousand times until you beg me to die. That's pretty darn ruthless. That's We'll like him up there with Doctor Doom and many of the uh, Doctor Octopus and many of the other Marvel villains that have come down the road. Okay? And so Ant-Man's like, well, a deal I can't refuse. He says, okay. 
So he sends him down into where this power stores is. He runs into multiple dimensions of himself, including a version of him that used to work at Baskin Robbins, which I thought was pretty funny. And he also runs into the Wasp. She has multiple versions of herself. They get the power stores. They shrink it back down to its normal size and give it to Kang. Villains, the way they're supposed to be, lie. You know, there are normal lies, you know, like you, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but villains don't do this. They don't keep their word, they're ruthless, and they don't care. They get what they want, and as soon as they get what they want, you're disposable. Now, oh, we have to talk about the secondary villain that I didn't talk about in my notes here, and that is MODOK, okay? Now, MODOK is sort of a... He's a Hulk villain, really, but he shows up in Avengers every now and then in the comics. And he is basically this giant head with this armor, with his legs and arms sticking, and he's a giant face. So the fellow who called himself Yellow Jacket, uh, and he called himself Dan, he was the one who tried to steal all of my Henry Pin's technology, uh, you said you left me to die in the quantum realm. So Kang captures him, revives him, and turns him into Modok. And here he basically is like, you know, Kang's uh, henchman. But he he's pretty formidable. After he is defeated, he has a, a redemption arc, and he's like, oh, at least I died in an Avenger. Well, sort of. So after that, Kang uh, tries. He's going to take the people that he conquered in the quantum realm, all his soldiers and everything, he's not just going to go back himself. He's going to take all these guys with him so that he can conquer everyone. Okay? Pretty good. So he does this. He's going to launch back into normal space, and while he's doing this, everybody um, fights against him. And he's like, I've killed the Avengers before. I've conquered countless realms. All you've done is talk to ants. And they say, yeah, but ants are pretty formidable creatures. So at first you think he's defeated. They, the ants tear him to pieces, and that's the end of it. So they all go back, except for uh, Ant-Man. And then Kang resurfaces. You think this is over? And he uh, throws himself up against Ant-Man, and Wasp comes back into it. The portal gets shut, but they do battle, and they suck him into his own power source. Now, remember what the original Wasp said. She said that it is worlds within worlds. So is he somewhere in the power source now? We'll see. So after he's uh, defeated, they go home, and... Now he's kind of putting his life back together. And he says, did I just doom the universe? Did I just doom the multiverse? Nah, I'm not worried about it. Now everybody knows who he is. Oh, you're Ant-Man. You shrink. You grow. Beforehand, he didn't charge him because he thought he was Spider-Man. And he's like, no. He's like, $16. Oh, okay. So he gets his coffee. But he he says, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to live my life and do the best I can. And that's more or less what we all have to do, right? Threats are always out there. So, indeed, in the extra credit scene, always stay for the extra credit scene 
we see the multiple verse of Kangs. And what I like is the same actor who played Kang there played him here. They feared him. They said the one that is feared is dead. I would not tell you if that was not so. Are you sure that he's dead? Pretty sure. So we run into a Kang who is looks like an Egyptian pharaoh. That's the Fantastic Four. That's the first time we run into him. And then we run into all these other different Kangs, and they're all cheering. He says, we're late. We must conquer the multiverse. So while they're doing that, when we get to the very end of Ant-Man, the Wasp, Pontomania, of the credits, it says, Kang will return. And we get a little cameo from Loki and the Time Agent. They see the same actor playing Kang, him standing in this world where it's sort of like the 1930s or 40s, and he's invented a time machine. And he says to, uh, Loki says to him, it's him. Who? It's him. We ran into him before. So that's great. Now, a lot of critics are all saying this is the worst Marvel movie ever. It is not. It is not the worst Marvel movie ever. It's okay. The story is routine. Good guys versus bad guys. Some redemptions. Friendships and family are tested. Love is tested. And in the end, they all endure and a villain is defeated. But what the best thing about this movie is Kang. A lot of people are complaining, including my cousin, are complaining about Marvel fatigue. She said to me, Anton, Iron Man's defeated. You know, Iron Man died. Thanos is defeated. Isn't that a good place to start? To stop doing what they're doing? And I go, no. It's not the end. It's just the beginning. Comic books are endless. We've got multiple, multiple characters and multiple, multiple storylines. There's so much more. Multiple, multiple villains. And she sighed, rolled her eyes at me, whatever. So, yeah, if you're marveled out, forget it. Don't go see this movie. If you just want to see it because you want to see a fun movie, that's what this movie is. Pure fun. It's not it's not to be taken seriously. It's not to be it's just what a lot of people go to the movies for. When I talk about movies to people, a lot of them complain that they just want to see fun. Or they complain about they've seen it all already. Well, that that's another complaint for another time. But what I would say is definitely uh, go see this because if you want to have fun and you like this, you'll like this. You'll definitely like this. I, If uh, this uh, fella comes to uh, Comic-Con and play Kang, I'm definitely going to try to get his autograph because uh, what was interesting was the year, about two years or three years ago, when they had Loki because he was... Uh, there doing a play, and he wanted big bucks, but I didn't care. Nobody went to see Paul Rudd. I mean, he's an Avenger, right? Didn't Shouldn't we all want to meet him instead of meeting the bad guy? Well, I guess because he was so interesting, we all liked him. Oh, well. The, this movie is just purely what it is. The special effects, the world building that they give us, is great. They purposely did this to give us it in 3D 
Is it necessary to see in 3D and pay extra $20? No. But the creatures they create there, the Bill Murray's little cameo thing there as a, as a lord is really great, and he's very funny. And he's also forgot that Bill Murray can act. So that aspect is really, really great. Uh, it's, it's more or less a real great thing to the Marvel Universe. Okay? So definitely, definitely go see it. It's a lot of fun. Take the kids, especially if they love Ant-Man. If they love Ant-Man, they're going to love, the, if they like the other two Ant-Man movies, they'll love this. Okay? So, next time on Anto Knows. I'm sorry I haven't been doing previews for a while, but I kind of like, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. I forgot to talk about that. Or I forgot to talk about the uh, other movies. And we're gearing up on Oscar time, so we'll talk about one of the uh, Oscar contenders for Best Actor. And you should definitely go and see this if you're a cinephile like I am. Try to like indulge your mind to see all kinds of different kinds of movies. Fun movies like Ant-Man and the Wasp, and fun movies, uh, non-so-fun movies like this. So next time on Anton Knows, we're going to talk about Brendan Fraser and The Whale. That's next time on Anton Knows. See ya. Okay. All right, you want to...